is it a value, the highest value of your time, could be following up on every one of your sales professionals to make sure they're doing what Coach Bird is teaching. Absolutely. Prospecting two hours a day, following up seven to 15 touches like they should be, engaging with their current clients that they've already sold. These are things they know to do, right? Okay, shake your head if you're on the Colton team and you know to do these. But they're things they don't always do. Now, Wendy, why don't people do what they're supposed to do? Why don't people get up in the morning and come to Rockbox when they know they should? Lazy. Here's the deal. Let's look at human nature, because I study human nature. Why do good people turn bad? Why do successful people become complacent? Okay, so, so here's what I want you to understand about human nature. Human nature is I start with good intentions, and then I fail to follow through. And then I feel guilty. And I, what, I'm, what, I, what I'm doing when I feel guilty is I'm experiencing grief. I'm grieving my lost potential. Everybody see that? Okay. This is human nature. Robert Greene wrote a great book on this called The Laws of Human Nature. It's very hard to read, but he goes into all these big questions. Why do good people turn bad? Why do great people become complacent? Why, why do we get distracted? Like these are things I see as a coach every single day. Okay, now, because at one time I owned a gym like these guys do. Okay. And guess what I found? We did, a, we did a challenge in the first week that I was an owner in that gym. Guess what it was? Work out with Coach Burt, which is a terrible idea for me, by the way. <laughs> but you could come and work out with me in the morning. You got to work side by side with me. So 17 people showed up on the first day to work out with me. They're like, I'm going to get in there with Coach Burt and activate my prey drive. Right? Day two, how many of you think showed up? Four. It went from 17 to like 13. Day three, 13 to, I don't know, six. By day five, in one week, there was one little dude left. And he stayed the whole year. We started with 17 people, and they all, at the end of that workout, were taking pictures. They're like, this is awesome. I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. And then by day five, one little dude was left. That is human nature. So, so if they don't get a phone call, if they don't get re-engaged, if, so, so, so one follow-up for, for these guys that run a gym may be if a person misses three days, it automatically signals a, f- a phone call. Where are you? Are you okay? We miss you. Okay? I was gone on the road for a long time, and I missed church like, like, like for, for, for like 90 days because I was on the road on the weekends. And I told my pastor one day, I said, man, nobody ever called me. Nobody ever checked in on me. I could have been dead for all y'all know. Like, like, how serious are you? Like, you're in a little bit different business than I am, Pastor. I'm like, how serious are you about getting me in church? He's like, gosh, that's a great idea. That's why I wrote the book, The Accountable Church. Because there is no accountability in church. So if there's no accountability, then guess what? I just do whatever I want to. If I do whatever I want to, is that a good thing for me? No, because left to my own devices, without a coach, I will fall off the wagon. Okay, I keep my schedule 100% full because if it ain't full, I can get into all kinds of trouble. Left to my own devices, I can get into trouble, folks. So I don't even give myself a break. I don't even give myself any white space on my calendar. So, so my point is Brad's follow-up, his level 10, 
may be on landing three big builders. It may be on opening a door for a new partnership. It may be on following up with every sales rep to make sure they're doing what they should be doing. See, his follow-up may be that. Brian's follow-up may be getting investors. It may be following up on big deals. It may be uh, putting people in a room. See, I don't know what your level 10 opportunities are, but, but here's what I do know. There's so much opportunity in the world, it's easy to focus on the little things. What this exercise forces me to do is, see, when I, when I sit down at night, I did this on the plane last night coming back from West Palm Beach. I literally, because I want to show you I practice what I preach, I literally sit down. These are my notes on all the people I need to be following up with. Everybody see that? These are all opportunities. This is called mental mapping. Okay? So I literally sit down, and I, look at that. It just keeps going. This is for today. <laughs> now, so look at all these people. Okay, these are all people who have indicated high levels of interest of doing business with me. See that? That represents probably a million to $2 million if I just get these deals across the finish line. Everybody see that? So why do I write them out? Because when I write them out, it programs in the subconscious mind. These are people I'm following up with, man. I still believe in pen and paper, okay, or iPad and paper, <laughs> and drawing it up because this gives me a focus point. Now, I could even go back. See, right there it says focus. Level 10. What are my greatest level 10 opportunities? Okay, and when you start thinking about this, then it's like, okay, which opportunities move me toward my B? If part of my B is passive income or part of my B is getting my company to a certain number, if part of my B is whatever it is, which opportunities move me closer to my B? That is a high value of my time. A low value of my time is any activity I participate in the day that's got nothing to do with moving me closer to my B. So if you're a salesperson and you're number one, you're using fanatical follow-up to follow up on sales, the highest value of your time is money generating activity. See, at one time I studied biblical meditation. Biblical meditation is where you, you read the Bible at a very deep level and you have your brain locked and loaded when you have negative thoughts because you cannot have two thoughts simultaneous at the same time. I can't have a negative thought and a positive thought at the same time. So what you, biblical meditation is, you meditate on something like the Bible. And so when you have negative thoughts, you quickly, as the Bible says, you take that thought captive. What does that really mean? It means put a spear in that thought. That means when you have a negative thought, it's like, boom, that's out. This is in. Well, so, so what, what does that mean? That means your mind is already loaded. So when you have negative thoughts, you replace them with a positive thought very quickly. Do you know what I learned about follow-up when I was doing that? You can't have two thoughts simultaneous at the same time. You can't be doing two actions simultaneous at the same time. So if you're goofing off at work when you should be calling somebody or following up with somebody, you can't do both of those things at the same time. Everybody see that? So there is a high value of your time, which is money-generating activity, and there is a low value of your time, which is anything you do during the day has got nothing to do with generating money, if you're a salesperson. Bear with me. Now, I love Mark down there. Mark's on my customer service team, and he's a high eye on a disc profile. You know what that means? It's like your girl at the gym. It's very social. The blonde-headed girl walks around and talks to people. Curly blonde-headed girl. Good, good. Yes. Now, she's great. There's nothing wrong with that. High eyes on social. High eye means you're very social. People love you. 
but a high eye can get distracted very easily. And if a high eye is in a sales position, then what they do is they, they'll, be, they'll do something for a minute, then they'll walk around and talk to people at work. So I'll catch Mark right in the middle of the day going, let me tell you what my grandkids did this weekend. And I'm like, Mark, shut it up. Okay? Tell, tell everybody else what happened with your grandkids at 5 o'clock today. Because he'll go over and talk to Eric. Well, Eric's supposed to be on the phone selling. Right? Then Chris will make a sale. Then he'll get up and walk around and be like, made a sale. And I'm like, no, no, no. Go back and sit down and make another sale. See, you walking around doing this is costing you time to make another sale. That's a low-value activity. When Mark's talking to Eric and distracting Eric, Eric feeds his family by making sales. So I'm like, unless you're selling Eric some coaching, which I'm fine with, (laughs) then you need to go back to your desk and you need to go back to your desk. Now, for all my Colton people, I watch you guys too. Have you ever seen me walk up around the floor up there? What I'm doing is seeing what y'all are doing. And I'm like, what are they doing? Who's on the phones? Who's making a loan? Who's closing a deal? Who's following up with somebody? Who's staring out the window downtown Nashville? See, see, to me, when you're at work, you should be at work. When you're at home, you can be at home. When you get home, do whatever you want to. But when you are being compensated to be at work, then you need to show up and do money-generating activity. It's not social hour. It's not party time. It's total focus. Okay? And, and that's me. I'm a high D. I'm sure you can figure that out on a disc. So eyes bother me when I'm like, hey, you need to be focused on your job. That's why I'm paying you. I love you. Okay, we can go out into Nashville on Thursday night, talk all we want to. But right now, we're here and we're at work because that's a low-value activity. So I'm constantly asking, who are you following up with today? Okay, who are you following up with? Now, why do people not follow up like this? How many of you, are, how many of you already can say you're kind of weak in your follow-up based on what I've already said? Okay, now, most people are, right? So look at this right here. How many times have you heard me say you don't need more money, you need more people? The people have the money. So part of follow-up is to constantly get in front of more people. Everybody see that? It's to constantly get in front of more people because the people have the money. If you come to me and say, I need more leads, then I'm constantly thinking, how many different ways can you generate leads? And we'll get into that tomorrow on the Monster Growth System at, at depth. How do you generate more leads? Well, part of the way I generate leads is I am constantly presenting ideas to people. Hey, why don't you and I partner? Hey, why don't we do an event together? Hey, why don't, why don't I come speak to your people? Why don't I get in front of your people? Everybody see that? See, I'm constantly following up. Because I don't need more money, I need more people. The people have the money. Money changes hands when problems are solved. Okay? So, so the deal is I got to follow up and I got to try to find what? That's right. There's two things I got to find. Opportunity or people. Okay. Now, let me tell you how I find that. One of the first times I was talking to Wendy, Wendy runs the gym that I work out at in the morning. So when you hear me talk about Rockbox, most days I like her, but some days I don't. <laughs> Because she pushes me, and I, lo- I love that. One of the first things I asked her when I met her was, do you, do, does your company, which is a franchise, have somebody training their salespeople? You remember me asking you that? Just a simple little question I asked her. Does your company have anybody training the salespeople? 
what CRM do you use? See, what I'm doing when I talk to people is I'm finding out, is there opportunity here? If she said, no, we don't have anybody training our salespeople. Okay. Then I know, hey, man, you probably need somebody training your people. Is the person training your people any good? Are they getting results? Who's handling your mortgages? Oh, so-and-so. On a scale of 1 to 10, how satisfied are you with them? See? See, when I go out into the marketplace, all I'm doing is looking for one or two things, problems or opportunities. And the way I look for problems or opportunities is by asking people questions. How are you doing? Oh, I'm already at another gym. Oh, I understand. Oh, good, good. Way, way to get up and get in there in the morning. I appreciate that. I, are you getting the kind of results that you want? See, people are going to give you excuses as long as you take those excuses. Would you agree? And they will give you, like, I was a high school teacher for a decade. I thought kids were coming up with excuses until I started coaching adults. And adults can come up with even better excuses than kids can. Yes or no? Okay, a guy the other day says, man, I'm not making any moves till we figure out what's going on in Ukraine. And I'm like, okay. All right. I'm like, are you going to go to Ukraine and help? I had a person in Denver. You guys are from Denver? Had, had a person in Denver tell me once, hey, I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be in Denver for a couple of days. You know what I said? My phone works in Denver. Does your phone work in Denver? Because my phone works in Denver when I go to Denver. See, people use this all the time. Well, I'm traveling. I can't talk. Okay. Oh, that's what people say, right? And so I called a woman one day, and she said, Coach, it's just not a good time for me to talk right now. And I said, well, it wasn't a good time for me to call you. But I did call you. And you know why I called you? Because you gave me your business card and said what? Call, call me. <laughs> See, I, I have fun with it. Like, I don't get all uptight about it. So, 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 so here's the question. So this is a little, I don't like the wording of this. It says people are of no value unless followed up with. What I'm saying is the really should say the opportunity is of no value unless you follow up with that opportunity. Does that make sense? If I do videos in the morning on Facebook and people like those videos, are they indicating some type of interest? What if they make comments on their seven straight days? Are they indicating interest? Yes or no? Should somebody call them and say, hey, man, I noticed you like Coach Burt's videos. Have you ever thought about being in a room with Coach Burt? Everybody see that? See, to me, we look at opportunity. The way we're looking at follow-up is so myopic. It's so, like, so small. I'm looking at opportunity like this. Okay? I don't know if you're interested in doing business with me until I call up and find a problem or opportunity with you and present, it, present an option for you. Does that make sense? So, so, so... The purpose of the follow-up is to really solve a problem for another person. Or to do what? Present an opportunity. Hey, got an opportunity. I don't know if you want it or not or interested or not. If I don't need more money, I need more people. Then see the principles I'm living by? Before I get started, there is one very important question I have to ask you. Coach Michael Burt, Monster Producer Academy CEO. He's a personal friend of mine. What good is it to have knowledge with no desire? What good is it to have desire with no skill? 
What good is it to have knowledge and skill with no confidence? A big part of activating your prey drive is finding and refining your talent. This is something that helps you get to the next place. People are made up of four parts, a body, a mind, a heart, and a spirit. You need to know you, and then you need to have an awareness, and sometimes you don't even know what you need. So all four parts of our nature have to be clicking. Your hard skill solves my problem. The bigger the problem, the more money people are paid to solve it. Everything is valuable to your future. What I'm really paying you for is your past. A monster producer combines multiple skills to dominate a market. When you get to wake up every day and do what you love doing, man, it is hard not to be motivated. They think at a higher ordinance than everybody else. They want to create new things. I have a conviction about me, and that's the conviction that you feel when I talk, when I speak. It comes across as passion. You got to learn how to connect to another person at such a deep level that it moves them. You have goals, you have targets, but you don't have a sense of urgency. They're going to exchange money, energy. They're going to raise capital. They're going to start new businesses. There's going to be joint ventures. I think your purpose finds you. It is activated. The word activate means to initiate. Discipline, which is a derivative of the word disciple, which means to give yourself to a person or cause you believe in. Do you believe in your future, yes or no? When we know better, we do better. Finding the problem that you are uniquely qualified to solve, and you don't know what problem you really solve for whom, then there is no big financial exchange right there. You should leave here thinking bigger today than when you came. And I want to shake your hand and look you in the eyeball when you make this decision. Thank you. We'll see you in the back. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.